0: Right, welcome everyone to Lifts Podcast, episode 44. I have with me today Michael O'Keefe, a uh, bodybuilder from Cincinnati, Ohio, who uh, I met through uh, Alex Shinaz when he was on the podcast originally. Uh, Michael is six foot five. Uh, at his peak off-season weight, he was uh, two hundred eighty-five pounds, and I did the maths on that as so one hundred and thirty kilos, which is very big. Uh, and currently, he's residing at about two hundred fifty-six pounds and about one hundred sixteen kilos, looking a lot leaner. Uh, Michael's been competing in the NPC League for about five years now, uh, and he's put on a hell of a lot of muscle in those five years. Uh, welcome, Michael. How you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing great.
0: <laughs> good. Uh, is there anything I missed uh, in terms of the introduction that you want to tell the audience, or well, we, we're pretty good?
1: Uh, no, actually, well, I think it's, <clears throat> I actually did my first competition in, 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 uh, 2010. Um, so it's been a little bit, of, I've been kind of, uh, a competitive bodybuilder for a little bit longer than five years in the NPC. Um, but other than that, I think you got everything covered.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, let's, let's talk about that then. So, uh, what was the 2010 competition and did, why don't you bring us up to speed for
1: those five years? Sure. Um, <clears throat> So 2010 was, I was 24 years old. I'm 34 right now going on 35. I'll be 35 in September. Um, But uh, the first show that I did was the uh, Northern, Northern Kentucky um, Beverly international. And um, it, it, it was, it was a, a big show it was a, a, a show that I probably shouldn't have even done to be honest with you because uh there was a lot of high level athletes there i mean there was i think they had like um athletes come from thirty different states to come to compete in wow. the show I got, got the the bodybuilders then that were winning the overalls i mean they were going on to nationals mm-hmm. and they were um turning pro like seth Fiorci, he oh won, wow and wow. he went on and he obviously Won his pro card and and was you know a top pro for a while. So um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of his that's, that's huge. Yeah. 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 So that's just kind of like where I got started. I mean, it was just I was like I said, still getting into it. I just graduated college in 2008, and um that's kind of where and after I graduated college, when I kind of started my bodybuilding journey and and where I where I got my feet wet at, but so, actually. So- so after that first competition, how did you feel about bodybuilding? I mean, was it, was it a big, was it, was it just everything you wanted or was it like, yeah, how did was, you feel? So <clears throat> that show was, a uh, you know, it's an open non-tested show. Um, I was natural at the time and, uh, I went and did the novice class the novice was class. And back then that's all there was, was just bodybuilding. There was no men's physique yet, no class physique, yeah. <laughs> um, just bodybuilding. And, um, I thought I was going to come in there, you know, competing as a novice bodybuilder. I thought I was going to be, you know, do, do awesome. (laughs) It was a big eye opener because uh, just in in my class and I was a heavyweight, um, there was eight other competitors. And I remember like, backstage getting ready to pump up just watching these guys peel off their clothes (laughs) not even like the guys in my class but like some of these like light heavyweights and like these middleweights and stuff like looking at them like oh my god like (laughs) you know you don't realize like you just know what these guys look like at you know that extreme like low body fat um percentages just it's just crazy and it messes with your mind but Anyway, um, all these guys that I competed with—I mean, I think I was the youngest one. I mean, the, the guy who won my class was like in his in his early thirties. But mm. like backstage, they all knew each other. Like they were all like <laughs> they were all yeah. going around to different like states and cities and competing against each other. Mm. Um, and obviously, they were all like enhanced. Like they're yeah. all you know, the signs were all there. Like I saw just crazy stuff and so i ended up not placing and i didn't get to do my routine and it was kind of disappointing you know i had family and stuff come and um but um i still loved it and and it was something i still you know wanted to do and get better at Um, I i think i think though that's one of those things when you have a
0: bodybuilding when you do a competition of any kind whether it's powerlifting or bodybuilding i think just being there and just competing is a is a massive monumental feat in itself, because you've done something that perhaps ninety nine percent of the population will never even get close to doing. But I yeah. think if you can understand that, and I think uh, whereas I've I think, I'm sure you've had the same conversation with people where they're like, well, okay, you did a show. Where'd you place? You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's always non-competitors who tell you, where'd you place? As if, as if being first is the only important thing. Now, I'm not one of those guys who thinks that, well, competing is everything, but, you know, you should try and win, but of course. But at the yeah. same time, we are doing stuff which very few people actually end up doing. So whatever your placement was, I mean, I'm sure that was a great experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I started like my prep then. Of course, this was, you know, I was coming off of being a college student and I played football in college, and, you know, I was pretty much eating everything in sight. And uh, I think I started that prep at like 20, at least like 16 weeks out or something like that. Um, and I was about 273 pounds. And I thought I was going to come in at like 250 to shred it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 226 yep. pounds. And I still was not shredded. I still probably had another like 20 to 30 pounds. To, <laughs> yep, uh, Yeah. Yeah in shape and i didn't have the muscle mass that i needed but still that, that would be so familiar to everyone listening yeah i so i mean i dieted and uh i did my cardio and i trained and I, I did transform my body and and it was it was it was fun it was it was you know a big learning experience that's for sure so what was your weight in that first competition because you've put on a hell of a lot of size yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I, I, I was probably still like eight weeks out, but I was about 220, <laughs> 225, 226, I think. Gotcha. Yep, yep. But
0: coming down from 270-odd, that's a hell of a drop anyway. So in terms of your next – when did you compete next after that,
1: 2010? So, yeah, so that was in 2010. And, you see, at the time, like, it, it, this was still, like, there. you know, Facebook was around, but there was no Instagram. Like Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, after, I guess just going back a little bit, like – I, I first started like really getting into bodybuilding, you know, back in 2000, 2001 when I was a, a, a freshman in high school. And um, like I started like lift, lifting weights and stuff for football and, and started getting bigger. Cause I was a, a tall, skinny guy. And so uh, since I played football, I needed to put on size. I was an offensive tackle um, and uh, I needed to put on size. So, uh I started lifting and and I got I got bigger and uh started getting more attention too from my friends and and girls and stuff and that was yep. all you know big big motivation right it's there. It's a big
0: motivator, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and I was always like uh a fan of like my dad when I was younger he uh he he would you know sit me down and and cuz he got me in the football like I I started playing when I was 9 years old and and he would have me watch Rocky and all the <laughs> movies just to get like motivation and get pumped up. And, yeah. and uh, he used to lift weights and we had a weight set in the basement. And um, so, uh, so yeah, I was always a big fan of, of, of those guys. And, and when I was younger, I, I didn't really realize how they, they, they got like that. I knew they worked out and and stuff, but I had really no concept of, you know, how they train and how they dieted. And, but I always knew that I wanted to look like that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like, you know, I got into high school and a buddy of mine on the football team, like he knew how much, you know, I was a big Arnold fan. He's like, you need to go and uh, get this, uh, there's a Flex magazine and it's got Arnold on the cover of it. you should go check it out. So I was like, okay. And, and so, yeah, sure enough, I went to Barnes and Nobles, which is like a magazine and bookstore. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but
0: Yep. I I think they're mostly online now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I've heard of them. (laughs) Yeah. So I went in there and I I picked up a a flex magazine and that's kind of like where it all started. And I just remember looking at these pictures of these guys thinking, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like the biggest thing that stood out to me was the the size of these, of their legs. And it was just like (laughs) the vascularity and like the, the, the veininess of them. And like, I never thought my legs would look like that. And you know what? Back back then, there was actually some pretty
0: good information in those magazines. You remember? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's some pretty cool articles. Uh, who was the guy that kind of stood out for you in those magazines back then? Because I've got the same mags from the early 2000s as well.
1: Yeah, well, actually, so this was back, like I said, 2000, 2001. So this was like when when uh, Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman were battling. <laughs> that's right.
0: Got- yep, that's right. <laughs> the same ones. Exactly. We probably had a lot of the same magazines. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so... Like right away, like I actually gravitated towards Jake Cutler, um, just because I think he was like the underdog, like coming up trying to beat Ronnie, mm-hmm. and um, I became like a big fan of his. And uh, I used to, you know, I I, I bought his DVD mm-hmm. when uh, the uh, that came out or uh, it was a new, improved, and beyond. I think I, I wrote him like a long letter and I mailed in my money and Oh wow. That's amazing yeah, I, never, I never heard from him but yeah. <laughs> i got his DVD. oh that's brilliant that's great yeah. and i would watch that for hours and hours i mean it was like six hours long like two discs i mean it had like you know it went through every workout and yeah. and so on and so forth but uh yeah jay cutler was uh I, you know I, big fan of his for sure
0: yeah he's the man
1: he's the absolute man i mean you bring
0: up the conversation of best bodybuilders of all time and he's right up there yeah oh yeah definitely so uh, all right so we're at um early competition competed uh 2010 so you started bodybuilding sorry was 2001 2002 ish when so you know we didn't actually cover this so let's go back to it when did you think about competing because you competed in 2010 you started lifting in 2000 when did the thought enter your head about actually okay i could compete at this
1: so uh i knew i I had to wait until after i was finished with college Now, like i said I, i played football i was um, I received a scholarship to play football, uh, at Georgetown college in Kentucky, uh, my senior year of high school. So, um, just to clarify for the British audience, if you receive a scholarship, that means you're very good at it, right? Yeah. It's basically like uh, yeah. my college was, my college was paid for. I didn't have to pay a dime to get a right. Get school. Right. Brilliant. There you go. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. education. So yeah. I'm kind of going turn that down and yeah, of course. I, you know, I enjoy playing football and everything like that. But to be honest with you, like I enjoyed like the off season training, like in the way room, more than I did, like actually like playing the game of football. <laughs> yeah. but it, it was something that I had to do and stick with. If I, you know, like I said, like, cause I got the scholarship and to make my parents happy and, and I couldn't pass up like free school. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. And a great education, you know, something that I got, which is, you know, I've been able to go on and, and uh you know i'm able to do bodybuilding because i was able to go to college and- ab- ab- absolutely
0: yeah you've got it you've got to figure out what happens after the the football and stuff so that's yeah. per- 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 very sensible yeah yeah
1: so anyway like I, like I said, i graduated in december 20 or 2008 mm-hmm. and uh when i did that's when i was like okay i'm done with football now I want to compete. Like I want to get up on stage. Like I'm going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, <laughs> that
0: seems like a big decision. Was that an easy decision to make? Or uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I,
1: I, I you know, I was. I am. It's it's funny. I'm a, I'm a I'm an introvert, but like I I don't have any issues with with bodybuilding as far as like getting up on stage and you know barely you know, almost naked and displaying my body. Like I it's, you know, like I said early on, it was about like getting attention from girls and 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 building up confidence. But as time went on, like it's just more, I think, just because like I'm such a schedule oriented person and routine. And it's just watching my body transform and then getting up and being competitive and basically getting up on stage and, 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 and going against guys and beating them and trying to prove that you, know, you have the best physique like, at that time, at that day. That's what really, really I, about bodybuilding. and. and I, tot- I totally relate. I mean, a lot, of what,
0: a lot of what you're saying is very familiar to me as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I started for very much the same reasons. Um, I realized I was actually pretty decent at it. And like you, it, I love going up head-to-head against people yeah i mean i I did strongman as well and that's literally you are you are literally along alongside the same person doing an event together and i love that i love that being able to say prove okay i'm the number one here that's mm-hmm. great yeah right yeah
1: so, so uh yeah go. um so i got i got i graduated college and i was like i'm gonna do a bodybuilding competition now like i said back then like there was no instagram like social media was you know just facebook and stuff and I knew Jay Cutler had a coach. I knew he worked with Chris Aceto. I was like, I have to find a coach. I need to find some nutritionist to help me. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like, I was really, like, it was really important to me to to find someone that actually, I could, you know, could see me physically. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I guess it was, like, just the whole, like, online coaching thing was just not – it was, like, a foreign concept to me. And
0: Oh, very much so, yeah. It was It was only really exploded in the last five years
1: or so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so – there were a couple of people that I reached out to that kind of did that. And I was just like, I don't know. I want to see someone. And I and I ended up finding someone who was about 20 minutes away from where I lived at the time. And, uh, he was a, a, a former bodybuilder himself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go see this guy. And it was something that he did kind of like part time. Like he owned his own training facility. It wasn't like, uh, like a, a a gym like a, like a bodybuilding gym it was more of like a sports like an agility type training facility and he trained yeah. like high school uh and college like athletes like you know speed agility and stuff like that but but he also did you know help people get ready for bodybuilding shows and he only charged me like 25 bucks i think like a visit and I basically, I, I, I found him online and I contacted him and told him what I wanted to do. And it was probably about 18 months or so, maybe before the competition. So I had a little bit of off-season se- off with him, but, um,
0: Can I just, you know, before, you, before you go on, can I just circle back a little Because there's a ton of people that I know who bodybuilded, have bodybuilders for ages. But yeah. they just refuse to take that next step. They're like, I'm not ready. I, I find yeah. it fascinating that you were like, and I, I, it's great. I was the same way with powerlifting. I was like, I'm doing this. But yeah. it, what, what, either, what was the thought process or what advice would you give to people in that situation? When you and I were like, look, let's just compete. I want to do it. But so many people who just put it off for so long. Like, what would you say to them?
1: I think you just got, if you, if you really want to do something, you're going to do it. Like, you know, I I people all the time, like they want to do this, they want to do that. But then they come up with all these excuses. And <laughs> at the end of the day, like, if you really want to do something, you're going to do it. So yeah that's that's how i kind of
0: feel Uh, i i totally agree i think that's 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 yeah i think that's it i think that's the bottom line we can be nice about it but that's the bottom line yeah yeah but anyway sorry i interrupted you you were you were saying you you had 18 months off
1: season go ahead yeah it was was probably about 18 you know months out and i went and saw him and he was all about you know taking body fat percentage so he would get his calipers out and he would clip me and you know the first thing he said was you got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was like I was about two, hundred and seventy some pounds, and yeah. you know, I was, you know, <laughs> in college I got to like two eighty, 280, two eighty five, and but I was I was fat. I mean, I was just it's, just it's just a total different. I mean, like I said, I was a football player, so I didn't really follow any like diet or anything. It was just eat, 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 and I've always been a big eater. Yeah, um, but uh, anyway.
0: you you, you look you look like a very different 285 now (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah it's definitely definitely different
1: (laughs) so uh so yeah i started working with him he he kind of he you know he was like do you have any idea how much you're eating i was like no he's like okay for the next three days i want you to write down like everything that you're eating like so it all out and everything and i remember like eating dinner like i was still living at home at the time and and my parents were looking at me like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> yeah, just die, made, like, dissecting made, every meal. <laughs> like, my mom made like spaghetti like one night for dinner. And like, I basically like made my whole plate. And then I took my plate <laughs> and all like, on the scale. And, like, <laughs> yeah. out, like uh, you know, and then yeah. told me just how much food. So after after like three days of pretty much like telling him everything I ate, like, <laughs> put together, like some like base diet for me, yeah. but... Come to find out, like, as the months went on and, you know, now getting more experience and everything like that, like, he just basically gave me some cookie cutter type diet. It was, uh, like I said, I competed in the uh, Beverly International um, as my first show. And they're they're actually like a supplement company in Northern Kentucky. And the two owners of that company, they do diets for people and they call it like the Beverly Diet. And it's just like a cookie like type diet it's like a low fat or a low fat low carb moderate type of protein diet with like a couple of their supplements like sprinkled in there but yeah anyway that's what he gave me and i remember when i first started that diet like i was like like two or three days into it and i like emailed him back and it wasn't really a lot of food but at that time you're just you know you're not used to eating like every two and a half, like to three hours, you know. You're, I was more like used to eating like four times a day, but bigger meals, mm-hmm. and it was just like, oh, like you know, like it, it. It was just you know. He told me what foods to eat, and it was just some of the stuff I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, well, if you can't do it, then you can't be a bodybuilder, so you better suck it. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, as time went on, like I would go see him every week and. And he would adjust things and basically he was just, you know, would pull out some carbs and pull out some fats. And then I would get like a, like a refeed day. Like every night I would have, or not every night, but like every like six day, I, yeah. night I would eat like a cup of oatmeal and some like six ounces of potatoes. and it's a, like, It
0: sounds like for a guy your size, you must have been starving on that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 was, Yeah. It was, like I said, it was a big, a big learning experience and living at home at the time. My dad, like, he really didn't like make things any you know any easier. Like, (laughs) he's he's always kind of like you know pulling my, pushing me or you know kind of like eating. You know, he'd be eating like cookies and stuff and all that stuff in front of me and telling me how good it was and telling me I need you know trying to get me to quit what I was doing and stuff. So it was it was tough. And anyways, like I said, it was a good learning experience. And anyway, went on to do the show and like I said, I ended up placing last, but you know. It was, uh, you know, I, I fell in love with it and still wanted to do it. And uh, and then, of course, my coach at the time, like he, like I said, it, it wasn't something that he did, like, for, you know, full time. It was just, you know, kind of, you know, he gave me a little bit of guidance, but not, like, the the type of guidance that I needed or the type of guidance that I would give a, a young and up-and-coming. Up I mean, post-show, like, he didn't tell me, like, you know, you better, like, you know don't binge eat because you're gonna like gain you know all this weight and 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 sure enough like a couple of days before my show like i went out and i bought like everything that i was craving and i just ate basically from the time the show ended all the way through till monday and i gained like 40 pounds in three days well, there you go i mean, I mean
0: especially with a diet being so
1: restrictive to get you down yeah. you must be yeah. going crazy yeah yeah and i was just like a big you know water like just i mean who'd i was probably like who knows what kind of damage i did to myself like health wise
0: yeah blood pressure and all that stuff absolutely how, how so what when how long How long did that take you to kind of
1: stabilize Oh, uh, actually and then like i think like a week after that i got real sick hmm. like a real bad cold and um you know i can't really remember like I, I remember i went back to him i think a month or two later and i was in in he said, okay, well, it doesn't look like you got too fat, but I was still kind of like, you know, doing my own thing and eating. And then, and then I kind of just took like a break for a while and I kind of like fell out of it. And from, uh, like, see, I ended up buying my first house in 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was like 20, what was it probably like 24, 25 or something like 2011, my dad came to me. He's basically, he basically was like, "This is the last year that you're allowed, you know, to live in this house. It's either you get an apartment or you move out." So, I ended up buying a house because I didn't want to live in an apartment, and uh, I was just on a diff- different like time of life then. I was not really working out. I was smoking. I was drinking. Um, you know, I bought a house. I was trying to get that up to date. I was. I got in a relationship that really wasn't that great and the girl ended up moving in with me and and that was a bad decision and so fast forward to like 2014 when I was like I finally was like I need to get back in the gym and get back on track and like I want to do another bodybuilding competition but this time I want to you know do a natural competition a tested or uh, you know a tested show to see if I you know just
0: stack, stack up against other
1: naturals yeah yeah so I, and see if i can have any more success and i started doing more research and stuff and trying to find like a, a, you know a a better coach and and that is when um in 2014 is when i hooked up with my current coach and uh that's uh Jason Theobald uh he owns uh Scooby Prep Oh, right. Yes. I've heard the name. Yes. Yeah, he's an IFBB Classic Physique Pro. Yeah. Just um, now, yeah. So he was actually from, he used to live around the area in Cincinnati that I did. And we actually trained at the same gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, always nice to me. And uh, I added, a, added him as a friend on Facebook. And he messaged me and said, Hey, you know, I see you're a bodybuilder. He's like, I am too. And, keep in touch and let me know if you ever need anything. And he ended up moving away, but he only moved to like Northern Kentucky. And, and so not too far away. And I kept tabs on him and he always, he would post up pictures of his clients and he always brought his guys in shape. And there was another guy at the gym that we, that we trained at. And he was a big guy like me. And he uh, hired Jason to help him get ready for, a couple of shows and he actually competed at the Northern Kentucky, the same show that I did, but he was in the open class. He was an open men's heavyweight bodybuilder. And, uh, he always, you know, had great things to say about Jason and just talking about how, you know, he'll, he'll bring you in, in shape for sure. And, and he's real good. And, and so, uh, I ended up reaching out to him and, uh, hooking up with him in the beginning of 2014 around April and uh, in the beginning, I was just like, you know, I just want to get back in shape. I'm really not like thinking about competing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually uh, we uh, set a goal to to compete in in two shows um, the following year in the spring of 2015. So I went on and did that. I did the. It was a show called the Natural Cincinnati, and then a week later, I did the Natural Indiana. And uh, at the Cincinnati, there was only three guys in my class. And once again, it was bodybuilding men's physique had came out, but classic physique hadn't started yet. Yes, I remember. Yeah. So, so I did that, and I placed last. I got um, there was. I got third out of three guys, basically. Yeah, and uh funny thing is like the guy who won my class actually he failed his drug test ah uh, well he right he got pumped up to second <laughs> how, how did you feel about your placement that know. time
0: i'm sorry uh, sorry i was just saying how did you feel about your placement that time like the first uh, time you were a little bit disappointed uh, I, what was about little,
1: that I was a little disappointed yeah. um you know but it is what it is and yeah. i went on and i competed A week later at the National indiana and there were six guys in my class and i actually placed for the first time Mm, i got fourth uh out of six so i was pretty happy about that um so anyway
0: yes fantastic i mean it's, it's it's so hard to tell did you have any did you have any indication that second show um what your placement would be i i personally found it super difficult to tell like i when I, with my first competition, I, I, my first bodybuilding competition, I, when I stripped off, I looked at everyone else. I thought they were way better than me, but I later found out they were thinking the same thing about me. <laughs> so I, just,
1: yeah. I had no idea. What, what could you, did you, could you, did you, could you tell? Um, I, I, I just need, like I'm tall. So I'm a tall man in a short man sport. Um, I just need, a, <laughs> yeah. I just need more size. And for some reason, like every time that I dieted down, I would just lose like so much size. And like, when we were getting ready for these shows, like Jason had to give me like a burger and fries or a Chipotle burrito, like every weekend because I was just dropping so much weight, like so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing is like, I could never get like my conditioning, right. I was, you know, lean, but it was more of just like still kind of like watery looking. And I didn't know. I, 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 I just, I, I just loved bodybuilding and regardless, I guess, of whether I won or lost, like I just, I just love the process of it and and I push. I, I love pushing myself I'm a hard worker um and bodybuilding and, and training and everything like that like it's an outlet for me and I put my body through hell but I I, I it's a lot of a lot of stress that kind of like builds up and that's how I like let it out I suppose that kind of brings us on to the next
0: question then um Well, we'll skip to 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 this question here. So, what are what is it about bodybuilding that gives you that, or or what is about not just bodybuilding, but just what are the important things in your life that keep you moving forward? Like you said, you like the competition, you like pushing yourself, Mm -hmm. and I think I think a lot of us can relate to that. But what are the things that really mean a lot to you that keep you pushing forward?
1: Well, most importantly is my family. Um, I just last weekend was my wife and I's uh one year anniversary of being married. Oh fantastic. Congratulations. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Um so yeah, we uh we have uh three dogs and and, and it's us and <laughs> we just bought a new house in October and we're trying to get like our lives and everything all started and it was yeah. just last year was a crazy year and then now, you know, with everything going on and it's just <laughs> even more crazier. But um, I just want to be successful, whether, you know, successful in my career. Um, I work as a senior accountant that's what I do, uh, full time, uh, for a, uh, facility service, uh, company here in Cincinnati. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, success is what drives me. Um, I want to be able to, you know, take care of my family, um, and I want to be successful in my career and in bodybuilding, my hobby, and I believe I can be. Um, I, think, I, think,
0: I think that's a common theme with, with a lot of people. It's not everyone, not for everyone, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people, and I'm similar as well. I mean, success mm-hmm. is its own reward, in a mm-hmm. sense. Like people yeah. ask you, know, what, what motivates you? It's like, what motivates you is the success of your chosen endeavor, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that. And sometimes it's not any more deep-seated than that. It's, sometimes it, 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 that's enough. I think being able yeah. to take care of your family and be a success in your own eyes yeah. is the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. All right. So we're going to, we're going to deep dive into your, competitive um, career and really? this is what I wanted to ask you and I think we've, we've kind of led up to this point talking about your your first competition in 2015 and who your coach is currently so dearbold yeah. you have put on a ridiculous amount of muscle since 2015 now if I'm, I'm going to take a guess because I couldn't find the numbers but I'm going to guess a roughly 30 to 40 pounds of actual lean tissue in yeah. five years which is a lot yeah. um
1: what would you attribute this progress to well so a couple like a month or two, like after I competed last in 2015, um, at 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 the time I was uh, in a relationship with my with my now wife or whatever. We dated for about five years before um, we got married, and uh, you know things were just not. I just didn't feel right. Um, I was. Depressed. Um, I couldn't, you know, hold on to much muscle, like I said, and I just didn't feel right. So I went and uh, I went to the doctor, and I got blood work done, and it came back, and I had a testosterone level of a forty-five.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Yeah,
1: way in the gutter, and I got diagnosed with hypergonadism, hypergonadism mm-hmm. and put on. I got put on TRT basically. I mean, that's I ama- mean I would
0: not have guessed that looking at you.
1: Yeah. So I'm not I'm not really sure if you know how long um I had been suffering from low testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, you know, like it seemed like every time like I dieted down for a prep, like I just would lose like so much muscle and I had no idea why and mm-hmm. um so anyway, that was kind of like the start there. And I I was basically starting, I mean, I, I was 29 years old. Got put on testosterone and it was like 100 milligrams of testosterone a week. Mm-hmm. And uh is a very standard dose, yeah. Kind of like, I was basically starting from rock bottom. Yeah. And um and it just like that was a that was a game changer. As soon as, you know, I got my hormones and everything in check and with Jason I mean, he is a mastermind as far as with, with with macros and diet and training and supplementation and all that stuff with him behind me, basically telling me what to do. Um, things just exploded. And, um, I mean, I took three and a half years off from basically 2015 spring of 2015 to when I competed last, which was in October of 2018, mm-hmm. and even you know like it, after you know finding out like what my issues were and and getting that fixed and getting on TRT, like I remember coming to Jason like uh, six months to like a year later, and I was like I want to compete again, like I'm ready to get on stage. He's like, no, <laughs> He's like, you're not ready. He's he in and, and I was like, okay. So another like six months went by, and I was like, "I want to compete again. I want to get back on stage." He's like, "No, you're not ready." He's like, "The next time you get on stage, I want to, you know, be sure that you're going to be successful." Yeah, and you, you know, you're you're way behind here. You need to, you know, put in the work, stay consistent, and you know, like he said, it's it's uh, not a sprint; it's a marathon. He's like, "Just keep plugging away." So I eventually, I just stopped, you know, asking him and. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, he gave me the green light um, to do a show. Uh, and, and you know, that's when I competed again in 2018. But it was just, yeah, I mean, like I, I said, it, 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 I mean, get my hormones and everything straight. Um, and then just with, you know, Jason calling the shots as far as, like, diet and training. I mean, we did everything. We did, like, you know, high carb, moderate to high protein, low fat, like keto diets. I mean, um high fat diets, high protein, low carb. I mean he did it like he, you know, tested everything and
0: yeah, just trying to trying to yeah. learn your body and figure it yeah.
1: out. Yeah. Right. And I would get real big and then like we would do mini cuts and then get real big and then we would diet back down and just kinda like doing that like over and over again. And yeah. It's, just, it's that's, a great way to do it. That's the key right there. Like, I see these guys online today, and they're competing, like, I mean, young guys, like, you know, way younger than me. They're competing, like, every year. It's like, you're not oh, going yeah. like, and, and multiple times a times year as well.
0: Yeah, multiple times a year, too. So yeah. it, r- roughly for, if we kind of just talk specifics for a second, so roughly for a gaining phase,
1: mm-hmm. how,
0: how long, are you, is it a case of how long you're going to be gaining for? Is it, like, how many pounds you're looking for before you maybe do a maintenance or minicamp?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it was usually like, we would kind of push, um, for about 12, 10 to 12, maybe 16 weeks. Okay. Yeah. We I kind of cut back for another, you know, eight to 10 weeks and then go that's back. A, that's a good ratio.
0: That's a really good ratio. I mean, it gives you yeah. more gaining time, but at the same time, it's, it's probably like a two to one ratio. That's, that's very good. Or even, even one and a half to one. Yeah, yeah, much more on the side of, of keeping lean than it is on the side of pushing your body weight up. But
1: ultimately, right. that's worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did like, you know, I got up to like the heaviest I've ever gotten up to was two hundred and ninety three pounds in the morning. I think like at that time, I was consuming around fifty six hundred calories. Wow. Probably around like four hundred and twenty five grams of protein, eight hundred carbs, and probably around eighty to one hundred grams of fat um i've i haven't eaten anything like i mean this past off season i was up to around forty eight hundred uh calories um but uh i mean jason just i think like his series are with bringing up guys is that you know there's one there's that one time that you need to basically like if you're young and you're in in a gaining phase you just need to to get like as, as big as possible. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I agree. Things Down and then kind of like stay leaner and stuff like that. Like once you build, build that base. Yeah. I, I think that's very sensible. I mean, everybody, every big bodybuilder I know has had
0: that one big phase where they just push right up. And then after that, it's just, it's just more about refining the
1: physique and gaining a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, just to go back, I mean, it, the way I put on that weight was just, taking three and a half, like I said, years off, like from the stage, like that's, you know, you can't like today, it's just, you got to take the time and and it's gotta be groundhog day every day. Like I never miss any meals. Um, you know, my off season, I treat it like a prep and you know, my wife and I will go out of town and I'll I'll prep all my food (laughs) and uh, bring it with us. Um, you see, some people might look at that and think
0: there's a whole thing about you know trying to like be a. There's a whole push at the moment towards being uh, trying to be flexible, mm-hmm. and people say, "Well, that's kind of like you know it's 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 a little bit too obsessive." But for for a certain group of people, I kind of like this in a way. I quite like that personally. I quite enjoy that. I enjoy sticking to my plan. I can go yeah. out somewhere and right. have the experience, but still enjoy sticking to my plan. Like, that means more to me sometimes.
1: Yeah. You think, same, you same. Yeah. Yeah. same way I mean like uh I love like my wife and I we love to travel and do stuff and and go out and and try different restaurants and i mean we're we both we're both foodies and stuff, but it seems like every vacation like after like even like two to three days, I'm like, ah, I'm ready to go home and get back my like, <laughs> yeah once I get home i get I'm so excited to get back like to my meals and yeah and just my food and like that's another important thing too is you got to learn how to cook. Like you got to learn like how to make your food, like taste good or else you're never going to be able to stick to a diet. And I, I, I really enjoy cooking. Um, I, I, you know, love making all kinds of, you know, just food for my family and friends and myself. And like people will look at me like they don't know how I eat the same stuff every day, but I do it because like, I truly enjoy like how it tastes and I'm, you know, yeah. That's why I say like, you, you know, any diet's gonna work, but it's got to be a diet that you can stick to, and you got to like learn how to, you know, make your food taste good, and, and 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 how you can eat it like every day, um, or else it's never gonna work. I I think that's great. So just just to kind of
0: summarize, like for, for people listening out there, because I've I've got a few guys who I know who are also very tall, or just for guys who can't put on the muscle mass. Yeah. Um, you, we're not competing every single year. We're not competing multiple times. a year. we're All actually right. taking a good long. Two to three to three and a half year off season yeah. and, in, and just to just to put the point just to put this point on that, Michael gained f- about forty pounds of lean muscle in four years that's that's a fuck of a lot um just to ju- I just wanted to summarize that for people and just say look that's how to do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah
1: there's no you know really no secret like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm it's just like i said i was a big follower of jay cutler's and i you know still am but he always preached consistency doing the same thing every day same thing with your you know eating the same thing every day like training at the same time every day and just you know getting it done and uh that's just what i've done and and he's right i mean it works
0: yeah, it does. I mean, and, and ticking off, just ticking off the boxes every day, and I think that tends to make you feel pretty good about yourself as well. And it's actually quite. People will argue that it ultimately it can be a bit restrictive, but in a way, it's kind of good for your mental health as well because you stick into that routine. Yeah. And it's it's a good thing to do. You're not you're not obsessing over it, you know, every day. It's just the same routine, so you don't have to think about it. You just do it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so the next question was, when is your next competition? Obviously, there's a big proviso with that, with what's going on. But if if you had your way. Or what's looking like the most realistic time for the next competition?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> this this year, I mean, for, you know, for I, it sucks. I mean, but yeah. I'm not the only one going through it. It's just been awful. Um, my my plan was this year. Basically, I took all of last year off. I got married, um, and so you know, I was busy all year. And plus, you know, I, I like I said, I'm not one that compete like every year, like some of these guys out there, like I need to get my body rest. I need to, um, donate, you know, the time and stuff to my family and to my wife and take care of things. And so, uh, in 2018, I competed at two shows. I did, uh, the Tricky Jackson, which was in, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, and I did classic physique, um, which we actually kind of skipped over it, but you know when they came out with classic physique that's like when jason came to me he said like well i think you know this is a, a division that fits your physique perfectly yeah so i, I agree like real well at it so that's like we at that time you know we made a decision to switch to classic and and i and i love the division and i don't think like i'll ever go and try to be an open bodybuilder just because uh i just don't think that i have the genetics to do it and i also don't want to push like all you know all the drugs to get there yes Uh, you know even though it's you know you're still you're still doing stuff as a classic physique competitor and some will argue that these classic physique guys are doing just as much as these guys are in the open but um i mean i'm sure i'm sure some of them are but I, I yeah. get what you're saying. You can It's for something me, where you don't have to push it quite as hard, yeah. Yeah, for me to be an open bodybuilder, I mean, I would have to get up to like 330, 350 pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Diet down to 300, just like that, uh, Jamie uh, Joha. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he lives like uh, 20 minutes from me. Yeah, Jamie Joha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that guy. That's mm. for sure. Like whenever I see these big, tall bodybuilders, like I, you know, definitely admire mm. them. Yeah, he's got
0: a good shape to him as well. He's uh do you he's
1: do you, you follow a- do you follow his podcast? Yeah, I do. huh Oh
0: <laughs> cool, nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's he's got great I mean, just crazy legs for a tall guy. Yeah,
0: he's he's a big boy for his for his height as well. He's yeah. he's quite well filled out, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, he's cool. he's quite popular over here, yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, um but it was back to you know, so I, I did class with Zeke, uh uh, I did the Tricky Jackson. I won my. There was two classes. There was a tall and a short class. I won my class um, there. I lost the overall. The guy that I lost the overall to, he won his pro card last year, so wow, he's a pro nice. now. And was he. And then uh, a week or two later, I went on and competed at the Kentucky Muscle, and this was a big. This is a big uh, state show. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that were competing there, they were coming from all over the country. Um, so, uh, there was four classes there in class of physique. I was in class D and I won my class there and went to the overall and I lost. Um, but, uh, one of the guys that I competed with who won class C, he won his pro card in class D actually, I think at the North Americans this past year. So I've competed against guys that have won, won their pro cards. And I think I've been competitive with them. So I, it get, that gives me confidence that I think I can compete. You know at the national level and just so we know from where you're at now what did you weigh in at those 2018 shows so the first show i did i weighed in at 240 right yep Then, like (laughs) i woke up the next morning i dropped like 10 or 15 pounds like overnight (laughs) right my body was just so revved up i couldn't fill out like i I, that day i think i consumed over a thousand carbs and like 150 grams of fat I was just you know, Jason. He said, you know, it's just a learning experience and stuff like that. So, um, and then at the a couple of weeks later, I came in at the Kentucky Muscle and I weighed in at two thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So I still have like for my height, I can weigh up to two fifty-two. So I still have like twenty pounds that I could put on. Yeah, yeah. So plan was to take the year off and come back in twenty twenty and compete, requalify, and then go do a uh, go-to like either junior uh, USAs or junior nationals. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as time got closer, um, speaking with Jason, we decided that I was going to do, I wanted to do the Kentucky Derby, which was in April, April 25th, Mm -hmm. um, which I would have been, it would have been a week out from this Saturday if things were still going on. Yeah, week out, that's right. Yeah. So I was gonna go plan on I was my goal was to go to that show and and basically get my qualification, but also like I was going to win the overall. And then three weeks later, I was planning on going to Charleston, South Carolina and competing at my first national show and doing junior USAs and seeing how I did against all the other top amateurs in the country. So that was that was my goal for twenty twenty. Um, now, obviously, with the coronavirus and everything, yeah, the pandemic, um, the Kentucky Derby, well, it, it got canceled and got moved. So this was, I think I was about six weeks out. So then we were like, okay, well, then we'll just go on and do junior USAs, which was about seven weeks out. And supposedly, like, someone had said that they were going to drop all the qualifications. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to qualify to do it because like your qualification only lasts for a year. Um, so that was the plan. And then they end up canceling junior USAs. And so the next uh, plan was going to be competing at junior nationals in Chicago in June. They hadn't canceled that yet. So I would have been like 12 weeks out from that. So Jason, he suggested that we just get stage lean and then basically reverse back up and then start pulling it down again, get ready for junior nationals in Chicago. And then they ended up canceling that and postponing it to the the fall. And I told him, I was like, I don't, you know, I can't, I, I don't want to die all year. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's just with health. And it's just, you know, I can't do that to my family and stuff. And he agreed. So we, shifted things around. And basically now the plan is to get stage lean and then reverse diet and get ready for the 2021 season. Now I don't know what show I'm going to do yet or when it's going to be maybe something in the fall. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I still got to requalify and, um, where I'm sitting at today, I still need to bring up, um, certain body part. I need to bring up my legs. I need to bring up my, my arms, my shoulders, even my back. I mean, there's still like a improvements I can make, but as of today, I'm sitting pretty, pretty lean. I still got probably about eight to 10 more pounds to go. I was 256 this morning. Yep. Um, I'm thinking that we can pull it down and I'll be looking pretty good around 245. So yeah, it's about, I don't know, 10, I guess pounds of muscle that I put on yeah. from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty is not that's, bad. That's tremendous. Yeah, I would say that's very good. So, so, I, can still grow, I can still grow a little bit yeah. more and I think our like Jason wants me to come in basically at like two fifty seven, two fifty five, and then like just really have to suffer mm-hmm. and struggle to get down to two fifty two to make weight. Yeah, gotcha. And I think that's what I'll be like. I have to be at the top of my weight class to be the most competitive. And Yeah, for your height, absolutely. My height,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are taking the same tact in terms of what they're doing this season. Like a lot of people that I know are just getting super lean yeah. just during this sort of quarantine period. Um, and then just getting ready for 2021, that seems to be about the tact that a lot of people are using. Yeah. I mean, minds mine's may change later in the year if things are lifted, but we'll see how it goes. Um, are you still able to train right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I, I, I joined a small little powerlifting gym and, uh, it's kind of private and, uh, it hasn't, it hasn't been shut down yet, but, um, I'm trying to, you know, like not, you know, obviously I'm not like posting much on social media. Yeah, so. of course. yeah, Yeah. Not supposed to be, you know, out doing that stuff, but for, for the time being right now, I do have a place to train. And, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been tough. It, it, it's hard trying to diet and continue to diet when there's no show yeah. in the end. It, it's, it's, it's definitely a struggle and it's getting pretty tough right now. My calories are getting pretty low. I, I some big changes were made this week. Um, but I am just to give you some numbers, uh, right now I'm doing around 400 grams of pro. I'm basically doing four low days and then one high day. Like, so yep. my low days right now are about 400 protein, 100 carbs, and wow. 60 grams of fat. Yeah, and, uh, fat. yeah. yeah my high day is uh, about 390 grams of uh, protein, um, 420 grams of carbs, and 20 grams of fat. Okay. And I'm doing cardio right now seven days a week in the morning for forty minutes, just low intensity. Mm-hmm. And then uh four times a week uh for thirty minutes post workout. Yeah. So you're pushing pretty hard. That's pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot a lot yeah. of cardio. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: All right. And in terms of um if we just compare that to an off season, um you said roughly forty eight hundred this year, is that yeah, right? Yeah. So
1: so this last off season, um uh, it, it after, you know, like I said, being with Jason since twenty 14, like he's learned, he's learned my body pretty well. And it seems like I do, I do better on like a higher fat, higher protein, low carb diet. So this off season, like I said, my peak um, was around 40, 4,800 calories a day. My protein got as high as 465 grams. Wow, Carbs were about 200 to 250. And my fats were like two twenty-five to two, like thirty,
0: two thirty-five. Oh wow, that is unusual.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah. So like I stayed, I stayed leaner, um, and I was still able to grow on the uh, higher protein, lower carb, high fat diet.
0: That is interesting. So so do do you subjectively feel better on that? Do you hold less water?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I was holding less water my my uh blood sugar um stayed down you know pretty low um in the in the 80s uh yeah so it, yeah I mean it, it like I said in the past we've done you know higher carbs and moderate fat to higher protein but it just seems like I I added body fat really quickly and yeah the uh higher protein Lower carb, higher fat diets just just seem to work better for me.
0: Fair enough, yeah. Is in terms of um, sort of energy for training, is that sort of affected at all, or are you able to still pretty much go? And also appetite as well.
1: Uh, in the off season, yeah, just just with that sort of the higher fat, the slightly yeah, lower you know, carb you know, ratio. I never had any, I, I never have any issues with any appetite issue. Any appetite problems? Like I said, I've always been a big eater. Like I. I <laughs> <laughs> um, I get one cheat meal a week and, you know, I could definitely put down, put down some food, um, <laughs> you know, and also get in the rest of like all my other meals for the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes like every once in a while I might, you know, have, you know, some digestion problems, but it seemed like on the, you know, the, the higher protein doesn't bother me. I know some guys eating high protein diets kind of gives them like digestion problems, but it doesn't, it just doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Um, so how
0: many, roughly how many meals a day you have?
1: Uh, I usually do about six meals a day. Gotcha. Yeah, Gotcha. Just awesome. seven, I guess. Like I, I usually do an intra shake too. So I guess if you count down as a meal, it's about seven meals a day. Gotcha. And yeah. just
0: just kind of real quick, um, in terms of the meal composition, I mean I've seen I've seen your stories in cooking up chicken.
1: That looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh,
0: is that is that a large part of your big meat eater? Is that a large part where you get your uh, protein from?
1: Yeah, chicken and uh and uh like red meat, like uh yeah. ground beef, like lean ground beef. Mm. And, I mean eggs, I'm a big egg eater, like whole eggs. Um Yeah, which I much, guess yeah, which I guess you can do with higher egg. fats, yeah more like fish like in the uh in prep and stuff like that um but in the off season the staples are pretty much uh whole eggs egg whites chicken um beef and uh like whey protein yeah. whey isolate uh big fan of dairy yogurt and stuff or, or not so much yeah, yeah actually yeah i am a big fan of dairy mm-hmm. um like greek yogurt and stuff i, yeah. I love some of i love that yeah Brilliant! All right, awesome. Right, so we're going
0: to move on, away from diet for a second. We're going to go on to uh, training. Here's what I'm really mm-hmm. interested in. Like you, with your with your height and your limb proportions and stuff. What I was super interested in was to talk a bit more about your training style. So, like a lot of times, people will compare, say, a Jay Cutler, for example, which is really yeah. high volume, yeah. to some to someone like a Dorian Yates, which is the opposite yeah. almost. Whereabouts do you lie in those in that spectrum?
1: Wow, uh, yeah. So. I've had a lot of trial and error over the years with my training. Um, it's it's taken me a long time to learn how to train like a bodybuilder, just from being a football player, pretty much from the time, you know, I was nine years old to 23 years old. And the way, you know, you train for that sport is, is a lot different than bodybuilding. bodybuilding. It's more power, speed type stuff, you know, just trying to push like weight from point A to point B and, um, obviously growing up, uh, and you know, or when I got into bodybuilding, it was, you know, Jay Cutler, Dorian, Ye- or not Dorian, <laughs> um, Ronnie Coleman. And yes, yeah. I was, I was a big fan of Ronnie Coleman's too. And I bought all his DVDs and would watch his videos and try to train like him, you know, like with insane poundages and, yeah. and all, Eight- I just ended up hurting myself. 800 solid ass pounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always get like real bad tendonitis, yeah. my knees and then like my elbows would start bothering me. And mm. like I've, I've done it all. Like I've done DC training. Um, just uh, from what I've come to discover is, and what's been working for me is more of the mountain ball, John Meadows style training. Right. Yeah. And I've become a big fan of his over the past Oh, five or so years, and and I um been following his kind of style of training. That's what seems to be working best for me. And and then also learning how how to train like a bodybuilder. You know, you really got to get you really got to develop that mind and muscle connection. And I almost feel like it's something that like you can never like really. I mean, I'm sure you can master it, but I feel like every time I step into the gym, like I get better. Like, I develop a better mind and muscle connection. And it's just with, you know, really focusing on working the muscle that you're trying to train, slowing things down. And Jason, like, he talks about it all the time on his podcast and stuff. Like, he feels the rep. Every rep that he does, he feels it from the start of the rep to the end of the rep. And that's just what something I always – I you know, I, I've been focusing on with, you know, mountain dog training is just – I really, I do and I don't, but pay attention to the amount of, of weights that I'm using. Like I want to progress each week, but it, it took me a long time to figure out, like, you don't really, you know, progressing, progression isn't just about lifting more poundages. You know, you can progress by doing more reps. You can pro, uh, progress by slowing down your reps. You know, there's all kinds of different ways of progression, but, just as long as you are continuing to get like better and stronger over time. I think that's where, where it's at, but just kind of like slowly, you know, just making sure that you're doing everything to exhaust the muscle and nothing else. I think that's a super important point. I think there's, The the, the whole misnomer around the progressive overload
0: method is a little bit silly because you've probably heard the term progressive overload method. People talk about like Dorian Yates doing that. But it's a bit of a misnomer really because progressive overload isn't the method, it's the result. So you're getting stronger over time. I'm sure you've gotten stronger over the last five years. Training like a bodybuilder, it's the result. And so I think what it should be called is like the low volume approach. But I think that when people call it the progressive overload (laughs) method, what they tend to do is they tend to avoid a lot of the things which you're talking about, like training like a bodybuilder. And in fact, they're all they're only concerned with just putting weight on the bar. So it's right. really refreshing to talk to hear you talk about that. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's carry and talk a bit more about, say, a specific training session. Like, so
1: do you split it up? Um, split up the body parts? Yeah. So in my off season, I, I've, I've come to find out that. Like I used to do, I used to try to train like six days a week and, you know, in the off season and, and just try to kill myself, like try to hit everything like two to three times a week. But as far as in the off season, what I've come to find out is I make my best gains training probably like really only four days a week Mm -hmm. and just kind of doing like a push pull legs uh, split, but more kind of like geared like towards bound dog training. So it's not like, you know, like D. it's not like a DC training, but it's more, you know, the mountain dog training where you do certain exercises and certain orders. And, and, uh, I, that, that's what works for me. Like, it seems like the older I get, it's just the harder it is to recover. And yeah, I think for a long time there, I just wasn't, I wasn't recovering enough. And, I, I'm you know, it's just, I feel like the more rest you get, like in the off season, the better, the better you're going to grow. Yeah, that's definitely. Important. I think a lot of people just think that they just need to be in the gym every day doing something in order to get the results that they want, but that's not necessarily true. It's like, you got to rest more. Hmm. Now in prep, I like to pick things up. And like right now I'm training six days a week and I've done past preps where I've trained seven days a week. And I think that's too much. And even six days a week is pushing it. And I think like maybe like ideally, like what I've learned through this quarantine is I've actually taking an extra day off here or there and I've only trained like five days a week. And it's just like, I feel so much better. But, um, right now it's more of like a six day kind of split where I'm doing, you know, I do like, a, will do legs, like a heavy leg day, a heavy back, um, and biceps day. And then like a heavy chest shoulder and tri day. And then I'll train another, I'll do legs again, but it'll be more of like a pump style. Right. so your your fourth day is kind of like a weak point training day yeah right
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah, interesting, yeah. I guess it's 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 just it's it's just good to hear because I in um mm-hmm. I I had Nate Spear on the body podcast a couple of days ago, and that'll be out yeah. soon as well. And I uh, hate he, to hear that show. yeah, he was it was a great chat, and he was saying a lot of the same things that you are, which I'm sure yeah. to you sounds fairly elementary. Like you you talk about training like a bodybuilder, but it's yeah. just I I said as I said to him as well. There's a massive uh, movement in the UK, uh, which is all really this whole Dorian Yates, Jordan Peters type of approach of yeah. training. I I don't like it. I'll be honest. I don't like it. I'm much more in tune with what you're saying. I think you've got to train like a bodybuilder. That is just basically
1: training like a powerlifter on machines. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I I think like, well, Jordan Peters, like, I I think like, it's just kind of how, what kind of cards you're dealt, like when you're, when you're born. Like, I mean, like I I can't, like the way I am structurally, I can't like lift like that or else I'll just beat myself into the ground. I think you just gotta like look at kind of like what you can do. Like Luke Sando, I mean, like he's like another guy. He can like lift insane poundages and stuff. And yeah, yeah. kind of just you, you just kind of kind of kind of come come to reality and 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 just kind of you know leave your ego at the door. It, you know, not everyone's gonna be like Ronnie Coleman. Not everyone's gonna be like Jordan Peters. Like you gotta find what works for you. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I mean, those guys like. Their joints, like they can handle it, but not everyone's can.
0: And I, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I tend to think a lot of these guys who I speak to who do the progressive overload method or the what mm-hmm. they call the progressive overload method. They're not really strong enough to do any damage to themselves, or they're too yeah. they, they're young, right? They're like they're twenty two or whatever. You can do what yeah. you like with twenty two. Yeah, you know, a guy who's twenty two years old and bench pressing two plates aside. I mean, he's not going to get hurt. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen, you know. So
1: yeah, yeah. And another thing is like I'm all about like uh, you know longevity um, in the sport. And, like, I want to do this, like, you know, as long as I can. It would be great to be, like, competing, like, as long, like, as someone like Dexter Jackson. But I tend to, like, listen to those guys, too, as far as, like, and watch and see how they train. another guy like Jay Cutler, going back to him again, like, he um, he never pushed, like, weights, like, super heavy either. and And, you know, he always said, you know, the weights are always going to be there. So... Mm-hmm. Just take your time and and just keep on moving forward, but don't ever, you know, don't take, yeah, he never took himself like to absolute failure and stuff like that. Like he always saved like a rep or two, like in the tank. Like he, and look, you know, look, look, look how, look at him now. Like he's still walking around like looking great and everything. And yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. I know, I want to be able to bodybuild for as long as I can. And yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I don't care if I, if I never like bench press like 500 pounds or not I just I just want to want to look good and stay healthy
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I think that's that's completely right I, and I think even Jay has admitted that he tried to train like Ronnie like he yeah. got, kind of got caught up in that but only for a brief right. period of time and he was like look that's not me that's not for me he kind of realized yeah. he was just trying to copy Ronnie in a way and then he yeah. went back to his own approach which was better uh, and yeah he's got no injuries really right now so yeah Yeah. Yeah, No, I I agree, and it's just it's just I guess it's refreshing to hear people talk about that Mm because with with yourself and with Nate and uh, it's just been refreshing to hear people talk about how the way bodybuilding, in my opinion, is supposed to be done because currently in the UK it's just you're overwhelmed with the amount of people who just say well logbook everything you know it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just i don't uh, i get sick of it myself to be honest so uh, I mean mean, I, I, the way i live is i live about an hour away from where dorian yates's original gym was so you can imagine wow. you know you can imagine the the it's like a, it's, it is like a shadow across the whole of the of the midlands yeah. you know it, and it's still here 20 years later so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's good to hear you talk a bit about a bit more about that so yeah. um, you train about say four or five days a week um mm-hmm. And we're looking at like a push-pull legs and maybe a spare day for weak points. So currently it's legs. Okay, that sounds good. Now, I guess we've kind of touched on this already, but let's ask you afresh and see if we've got anything else. Where do you think people go wrong in bodybuilding? And let's kind of just take a step back and look at what you've done over the last five years, which has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. Some of the things we've already talked about um, competing too often. We've already talked about
1: not finding the right training style for you. What about, what about anything else? Um not really training with enough intensity like i don't know what it's like over the uk but here i mean there aren't a lot of like hardcore gyms around anymore and like you know a lot of commercial gyms here and uh even like the competitors at these commercial gyms like i i I look around and, and watch what they're doing with people when i'm training it just seems like everyone's on their damn cell phone (laughs) you know i'm not perfect like yeah i check mine because like you know like I'm, i'm playing music and stuff and every once in a while i like to like you know take a picture of myself in the mirror but yeah sure guys like after every single set like the first things they do is they'll go and grab their cell phone they'll sit down and they'll start scrolling through i don't know what but they're either playing games or i don't know what's going on but it's just like how can you like when i'm not doing a set like i I am mentally preparing myself like for that next set. Like I'm trying to bring my heart rate down. I'm just you know trying to get my body relaxed so I can go back in and do that next set. Like there's no way you can do that if you're on your cell phone the whole time. Yeah, or or just or just laughing and joking with your training partner. I see a lot of that as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I don't think guys train with enough intensity. Like I mean. I don't even see people sweat at the gym anymore. I don't know if like, something's wrong with me or what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'm like drenched and like I see people in there who spend, who are, you know, there longer than I am and, and they barely, their t-shirt's like not even like wet. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: it's, it just seemed like it was so different, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, when I got into my first gym, I went into um, one of the old school gyms when I was younger and pretty much there was like eight or nine guys there who were all weighed about 18 stone. Mm-hmm. and like you don't see that anymore you just don't see. even the like you said even the competitors they don't look like that they don't chase yeah. that massive size yeah it's
1: different very different yeah uh i see a lot of guys. Yeah. i mean a lot of guys are here a lot of guys they're they just have poor diets like they don't you know like nutrition and all that stuff is like like they say like 75 percent of it if not oh, more yeah. you know oh gotcha yeah. yeah like they just don't like their diets are terrible. Like they, they're not consistent with it. Like they're not like being serious with, you know, tracking their macros, yeah. making sure that they have their food ready, prepped like with them. Like but there's a competitor at my local gym or whatever. Like we'll, we'll, go out to these, you know, we'll travel around and go to different pro shows or whatever. And every time I travel with them, like I have all my food, like ready to go with me when I come and pick him up. Like he has nothing. <laughs> it's like we go and like, you know, we go, we got to stop at Subway. <laughs> so you can like you know yeah. get some chicken breast there. I was like, I'm not eating that. I mean, I would never eat that crap. Yeah, that's not chicken. I mean, like you know. So it's just like I don't know. I I, I don't think you could be successful unless you know you're on top of your food and, and you know what you're putting in your body. I think just,
0: I think there's been such a uh, sort of a pendulum swing back and forth over the years because, like, when, when you and I first got into lifting, mm-hmm. everybody was meal prepping, right? Everybody was going yeah. around with the customer containers, and then somewhere around 2010, there was like the whole if it fits your macros, and there was a yeah. whole push towards there was all like a pushback saying, "Well, that's bad for your health. It's bad for your, me- your mental health. It can mm-hmm. lead to addictive behavior and all that kind of stuff." And in some people, maybe it can. But mm-hmm. I think I think I'm I'm hopefully starting to see a bit of a, a twist back into this way of thinking now where it's like okay listen you can prep your meals and it's okay to do so because we are after mm-hmm. a goal and like any goal in life which is worth achieving you've got to sacrifice a little bit and there's a lot of pride in that so oh, yeah. I, I i personally like i agree with you on that i like that approach i think you know if a little bit of sacrifice a little bit of preparation it makes you feel good about yourself yeah. yeah 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 definitely um so we'll we'll go on to the next question i think um we've kind of touched on this already but it's the importance of family and support network to your bodybuilding success and if you kind of talk us through off season and also in season on that as well i think that's somewhere where a lot of young guys go wrong
1: can i make a couple more points about where people go <laughs> sorry wrong? yeah sorry please do Yeah, sorry michael yeah please do um i think i think there's there's guys are taking too many drugs out there uh yeah. I mean, there's I, I there's guys younger than me five um you know 10 years younger than me and they're, and they're telling me like all the amount of drugs they're, they're taking stuff that I've never even took before. <laughs> and, and the, the dosages are just crazy and they don't even look, they don't even look like me. And I'm not, you know, I don't have like the best genetics. Um, but it's so, it's just, you know, like I just don't know where they're getting their information from and it's just sad. It's just sad. You know, like, uh, I think people put, put drugs like in front of training and diet before, yeah. you know, um, and then, we, and then the last thing is just like, I don't think, I don't think guys like listen to their coaches either anymore. Sorry, sorry. Just, just on the drug point, Michael, were you, were you were ever on any online forums? No, I wasn't. I, okay. a lot of I it was, comes from there. I think you were around and I did, I just wasn't like in it. Yeah. Yeah. At, much at that time to realize them, but no, I wasn't fair enough. No, I think, yeah, I actually just got on an online forum a, a month or two ago. It's a, a skip hill. Um, I like got in his intense muscle. Mm-hmm, yep. so i you know, he kind of opened that back up and everything, and it's cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was never on the on the other ones. I wish I was.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I mean, you'll probably see a lot of craziness online, you know, in terms of dosages and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: But anyway, you were saying you you the next point. Sorry. Yeah, the, the last point. Well, there's two more points, but I think like I, I don't think guys. Uh, least from a couple of guys that I've come across, like they don't listen to their coach, which blows my mind because it's like, why are you paying someone to give you advice when you're, you're doing something else? I just don't, I don't get it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with social media today and everything. And you know, people, second, you know, guess you know, what the information that they're getting. And, and I think that's just kind of corrupted things. And, and, uh, and then just, I see guys doing too much. Like I said, too much as far as like, we talked about the drugs and then just too much like training and, and, and stuff like that and too much cardio. And I don't know. I think, I think, I think some people just get like wrapped up in the things and they think more is better. And that's just not, not true. No, that's no, true. Yeah. It's not rocket science, you know, it's just bodybuilding. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I think that's it. I think people do tend to overcomplicate things. Yeah. And yeah. I, that, then you run into looking to, looking to excel in every aspect. So it's like more cardio, yeah. more training, yeah. more drugs. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It's a great answer. Um, so, yeah, we'll sort of cover the, the, the next question then. So importance of family and support network to your bodybuilding success. What do you think?
1: I think it's really important. Um, luckily for me, my wife, she supports me in everything that I do. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of guys out there, uh, like myself, who they, they're struggling to find a significant other to kind of understand like their lifestyle and what they do. And I've been there before. I've been with women that, you know, they don't, they don't really understand it and, uh, they've actually, you know, have, broken up with me or left me because, you know, they thought that I was always, I cared about was, you know, my job, bodybuilding and eating, uh, which isn't necessarily true, but, um, I think it's really important that you have that support. Um, my family, they really, I think they're, they're starting to realize now, um, kind of like how serious I am about it. Even though I've been doing this for so long, it's just, um, I think that, that, you know, they finally, like, when I, I finally won, like I said, my two shows in 2018, I finally got first. And I think then they finally, they thought, okay, well, you know, it, it it's worth it then if, you know, he finally reached his goal and winning. But for a long time, like I said, like, even when I was back, like younger living with my dad, when I was getting ready for my first bodybuilding show, like he just was always pulling my chain and, you know, just kind of like, he didn't, I don't know. He just didn't take it like serious like I did. And it was tough. It's tough to deal with that stuff, man. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, like I said, like my wife, she supports it and uh, she just wants me to, you know, to be happy. Yeah. And uh, this is what, you know, this is what, what makes me happy. And, and uh, I just gotta, you know, it's, it, it is tough. Like it gets tough, like, especially now like that I'm so far into a prep and you don't have the energy always to do things. And, You know your mind's playing with you, and and it's you know I I keep on telling her I was like you know it's the the end is getting closer, and I promise you like once this is all over and everything like that, like things will get back to normal, and I will you know be taking care of you every weekend and 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 doing everything that I I can, and uh, it's gonna be all right. And she knows it, but like I said, it does get hard.
0: I think it's great to have someone like that who understands, you know, mm-hmm. and can see the end of, the, end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel and ultimately what it means to you as well. It's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, um, on, on that note, actually, just to probe a little bit further, like how how do you kind of deal with those times when, because I, I mean, listen, maybe I'm just speaking selfishly. This is my own question here. How do you deal with those times where you are really kind of getting in your head and it's not that people are annoying you, but you just don't want to talk? How do you deal with that?
1: Yeah. It's kind of, like I said, it's tough. Like I'm a, I'm a quiet person to begin with. Like I said, I'm kind of introverted. Um, I tend to, you know, just kind of stick to myself. Um, it's been, you know, it hasn't been so bad right now because we're all quarantined. So it's not like I'm (laughs) um, working with a lot of people, but even like if I was like just being like, you know, an accountant and stuff like that, I really don't have to, uh, to speak much, um, to others and, so it, it's basically it's just like I, I you know I just need to to sometimes take a, a step back and and realize you know like I I need to pay a little bit more attention to to my wife here I need to you know talk to her or or you know give her a shoulder rub or something like that like yeah, just yeah kind of you just kind of you know once you know you just got to take a step back every once in a while and yeah. and, and, and kind of realize what's going on and assess the situation but. The longer you're in this game, I think the easier that gets. Um because you just you just kind of you get like that that I don't know, knowledge or yeah. or, or whatever, it's just uh to, to know like when when you need to start like, you know. Yeah, I mean I- absolutely definitely a little bit overboard, and
0: yeah i think i think when you've been through it a couple of times you kind of you know what to look out for and then you know yeah. that it's normal and it's probably just your head playing games with you and yeah kind of like, yeah i get it yeah definitely yeah, yeah. um so let's uh, go to the last question then um let's talk about your favorite people in bodybuilding now this could be bodybuilders or it could be just people you've met
1: mhm um, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of people that I've met and, uh, you know, I've definitely got a lot of favorites, but just a, the kind of like the top four, I guess would be, um, with like, Jay Cutler, um, <laughs> going back to him, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his, like, yeah. just, I mean, just all that he's done for the sport of bodybuilding as an, as a ambassador yeah. and just like the, you know, the, the content and everything that he puts out. I mean, he gets so much back to the sport. Um, he is just a great resource of information and uh, a lot of my principles and things that I do, I, I, you know, based off of what he did and, and, uh, like I said, it's, you know, he always preached consistency and that's what I try to do in my life, not only in bodybuilding, but everything is just be consistent and, it, you're gonna you're gonna reach your goals, whatever it is. You just got to be consistent at it. Yeah, and he's accomplished so much as well. You've got to respect yeah. him for that. It's just he's yeah. done so much with with his bodybuilding success. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then uh, the second person would be uh, John Meadows, mm. um, kind of similar to like Jay Cutler. I mean, he just you know does a lot of the same things, and he's just like he always is. You know, saying like old man cranking. Like I mean, <laughs> if you know, he can turn pro, then I think there's potential that a lot of other people can turn pro. They just gotta keep on cranking, just keep on being consistent. And like you said, like it's a great story, like right there of someone who wasn't, you know, necessarily like genetically blessed to be a bodybuilder, but he just kept working at it and through all the adversity and everything like that, like he eventually like reached his goal. So it just gives like it it gives you like hope and, and motivation that you can do the same just as long as you like follow his principles and and just keep at it.
0: I think he has something like a 16 part series on his YouTube channel about his story of becoming pro. Have you seen that? I think I've
1: seen like bits and pieces of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a good series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Mike Francois, I'm a big fan of his, mm. um, he had a podcast with, uh, an IB pro named Blair moon. Mm. Um, for a while there and uh he just gave out a lot of great uh, great information but um he's just like a real old school guy keeps things very basic um just you know he's a, an example of someone who um you know was able to reach his goals just by keeping things basic and simple like and he never overcomplicates like anything it's just you know I've heard not, you. I've heard he was the right beast. I mean, I think he used to train uh, at Westside for a while, or he trained with some powerlifters for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back, yeah. He's, he lives in Ohio. He's from Columbus. Oh, well, it probably was Westside then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He puts on a show, like, every year. Um, obviously, this year, I had to cancel it. But, but yeah, um, it's crazy. Like, he actually started off, like, as a priest. <laughs> or he really? Studied, <laughs> well, he studied to become a priest, a Catholic priest. <laughs> right uh, ended up ended up getting out of it and and got married and became a bodybuilder. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then finally, uh, Jason Theobald, my coach, I mean, he, um, like I said, like that's another thing too. It's like, uh, one of Jay Cutler's principles was, even though, I mean, he was with Chris Aceto for all those years and, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of these, guys around the industry today just seem like they hop from coach to coach to coach to coach, but Mm. just listening to to Jay and, and and some of these other top guys, it's just, they all stick with the same coaches pretty much their whole career. And you have to do that for someone to learn your body, you know, they they can't just do it after like one season or two seasons and stuff like that. So I'm a firm believer in, in finding a good coach and sticking with them for the long term. And, uh, I mean, Jason, just like what he's done, I mean, he's another one of these guys, kind of like a John Meadows where, you know, he didn't turn pro, and so I think he was like 39 or 40 at Masters Nationals and Classic Physique. And, um, I mean, he he, he placed – like he did two pro shows. He was like one, one, one spot away from Mega the Olympia. Um, it's just, you know, he what isn't, you know, genetically the, the most gifted, but he's just someone who preaches – um, time and consistency and and you know he he's definitely um, instilled those values into me and and helps me realize that you know like you just got to be consistent with everything and put in the time and the work and just take one day at a time and it's not a sprint it's a marathon and eventually you'll get there and he's also like he's getting better too and he's like in his early 40s now and that's something that, you know, I, like I said, I want to, you know, I want to look like him when I'm in my forties, like yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but he's, he's overall, like he just cares you know, about your health and he doesn't push things. Um, like, you know, it's just, uh, he's runs multiple businesses. He's very successful. He gives a lot of back to the sport. Um, he's just a, a great source of information and, uh, he's helped me take my physique to a level that I could have never imagined getting to. Yeah. Well, yeah, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, massive progress over
0: the last five years. since you've been with him. So definitely a glowing recommendation for Jason. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Right, Michael, we'll, uh, we'll end it there. I've conscious of taking up quite a lot of your time. So thank you very much for coming on. Um, Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Thank
1: you for having me. Like I said, this is, (laughs) this is my first (laughs) podcast that I've ever done. Um, Hopefully it's uh, a good one, and I did my best. Yeah, no, it was it was great. I'm sure the audience will really like it. Uh, cheers! Thanks for coming on.
0: All right, thanks guys.